It was a routine flight. One we'd taken a few times. From Chicago O'Hare Airport to Paris Charles de Gaulle. This flight took place before security became the part you most dread about flying. There was of course long lines and delays with carry-on bags being searched, passport and border controls, and some lightweight questioning. Did you have control of your bags the whole time since you packed them? Still, you could carry a bottle of wine in your bag and have water that didn't cost $3 a bottle. As a result, there was usually much less tension generated before takeoff, and passengers tended to be calm and confident. Right about the time when we were locked in to the monotonous noise and the routine activity in all transatlantic flights, the cabin lighting went off, the emergency lighting popped on, and the plane made a brief dip in altitude. The aircraft then righted itself as the lighting came back to normal. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. Came the expected and reassuring voice over the public address speakers. I'm sure you noticed we lost electrical power for a moment, but I want to assure you it was a fluke. There's no problem. Rest assured that in the event of trouble, we would notify you and take the measures we have trained for in order to deal with any situation. We were about 200 miles from the eastern coast at that point. I'm sure I wasn't alone in my imaginary scenario of how dark, cold, wet, and dangerous a dip in the mid-Atlantic would be, while hearing the, in the event of a water landing, at the start of any journey by air. Gradually, the agitation of the passengers calmed down, the incident nearly forgotten. Then the plane dipped a little more violently as the cabin again went dark. Again, the plane regained the lost altitude, and again, after a longer delay, the calm and confident voice of the captain. In that delay, there must have been a discussion with the co-pilot about what to do. I believe that because of what the pilot said next. Folks, the aircraft has just lost an alternator. We're in no immediate danger because we have three alternators. There was a pause, and the engine noise behind the captain's voice stopped for a moment, indicating that he'd let the push-to-talk button go, possibly in order to say something to the co-pilot. He concluded the announcement, We're going to have to turn back and land, because only a maniac would cross the Atlantic with one alternator out of service. Only a maniac. Was the co-pilot anxious to see someone on the Paris side saying, Come on, bro, we can make it. Diverted back to Denver, the Chicago air too crowded for us to land, it naturally took many hours to get a new plane, probably new pilots, although the attendants stayed with the passengers. In these situations, I feel lucky and relieved that they reacted with the proper caution and did what they had to do, but many passengers only saw that this was a huge delay, an inconvenience. This was obviously weighing on the crew as people were probably constantly asking them for status updates they didn't have. Over the next 20 hours, I'm sure there were many stories among the hundreds who were stuck in that O'Hare airport waiting area, but the phrase only a maniac is still very clear in my memory. <laughs> 